Hey y'all, we're back. After doing a couple of uh, things about uh, uh, the uh, anti-tank guns, remember them? Or they're sometimes known as destroying uh, equipment type guns and all that shit. But uh, we're doing the PTRD-41 anti-tank rifle and the PTRS, which later on was the basis for the SKS. And I was doing the thing called elephant guns here recently and... Um, I basically uh, thought, I said, wait, I come across one that said the boys anti-tank rifle. I said, what the hell? Well, let's look into this. Well, it turns out this was one powerful, powerful rifle. Now, it was labeled rifle anti-tank 55.55 inch boys. Okay, that's commonly known as the boys anti-tank rifle. Now this was a 55 caliber British anti-tank rifle and it was in use during the Second World War. Often nicknamed the elephant gun by its users due to its size and bore. Well, there were three main versions of the boys. An early model, the Mark I, which had a circular muzzle brake and a T-shaped monopod, built primarily at BSA in England. A later model, the Mark II Asterisk, built primarily at the John Inglis and Company in Toronto, Canada. That had a rectangular muzzle brake and a V-shaped bipod. And the third model made, uh, was made for airborne forces with a 30-inch uh, barrel with no muzzle brake. These were also different cartridges with a later version offering better penetration. Now, although adequate against light tanks and tankettes, uh, in the early part of the war, the boys was ineffective against the hemi heavy armor and was uh, phased out in favor of the hollow charge weapon, the uh, P-I-A-T. That's Project Infantry, Projector Infantry Anti-Tank. And that was in mid-war, so that's what had happened. Well, the ep eponymous creator of this farmer uh, firearm was Captain Henry C. Boys, uh, the assistant superintendent of design, and he lived from 1885 to 1937. But who, he was a member of the British Small Arms Committee and a designer at the Royal Small Arms Factory in Enfield. It was initially called the Stanchion, but was renamed after Captain Boys as a uh, mark of respect when he died a few days before the rifle was approved for service in November of 1937. Now, a bolt-action rifle, it's fed from a five-shot magazine, and the weapon is, was large and heavy with a bipod at the front and, and a separate grip below the padded butt. That was in order to uh, combat the recoil caused by this 55 caliber round. A muzzle brake was fitted on the barrel while the receiver was also allowed to slide along the frame of the stock uh, to, as a shock absorber attachment to the rear of the rifle. Now, the boys had been designed with numerous small narrow slotted screws of uh, soft steel set very tight into the body of the weapon and its repair and maintenance was, was very difficult. So. The, ninth, the 55 caliber boys cartridge was an adaption of the 50 BMG with a belt added, firing a uh, 47.6 gram, not grain, gram bullet. It's uh, 
as its introduction, the weapon was effective on light armor. Uh, 23.2 millimeters thick at 100 yards. So there were two main service loads used during the Second World War. The W Mark I used a 60 gram at the end of W Mark II ammunition was a 47.6 gram uh, projectile. Now, uh, they, could, they could move pretty good, but anyway, the uh, W Mark I could penetrate, like we said, 23.2 millimeters of armor. About the thickness used in the frontal armor on a half track, or an armored car, or the side or rear armor of a light tank. Later in the conflict, a more effective round was developed for the W Mark II, which fired tungsten cord projectiles at uh, 940 meters per second. So, the boy's effective range against unarmored targets, for example, uh, infantry, uh, it was much greater. So, which makes sense, you know. But anyway, Despite its recoil slide and its rubber cushion butt pad, the recoil of the weapon, along with the noise and muzzle blast, was said to be painful, frequently causing neck strains and bruised shoulders. Consequently, the boys was almost never fired as a free weapon. So, that is not affixed to a support, except in emergencies. It sounds... it had some ass to it. But anyway, the, uh... The boys' rifle was used in the early stages of the Second World War against lightly armored vehicles, German tanks, and combat uh, vehicles. Now, Britain also supplied a large number of boys' anti-tank rifles to Finland in 1939 and 1940 during the Winter War with the Soviet Union. The weapon was popular with the Finns because it could deal with the Soviet T-26 tanks, which the Finnish Army encountered in many engagements. Although useful against the German and Italian tanks in France and North Africa, as well as the Norwegian campaign, such as the Panzer I and Panzer II, and the early models of the Panzer III, increases the vehicle armor then during the Second World War, left the boys largely ineffectual as an anti-tank weapon. Now there was a shortened version that was deployed in 1942 for use uh, to airborne forces and saw use in Tunisia where it proved completely ineffective because of the reduced velocity caused by the shortened barrel. Another limitation was that the boy's rifle was relatively heavy and unwieldy to carry and set it up to two or three people. Now, the boy's reputation after the Battle of France was such that the Canadian government, through the Directorate of Military Training, the Department of National Defense, and the National Film Board of Canada, commissioned a training film, Stop That Tank, from the Walt Disney Studios. Now, that's to counter the rifle's jinxed reputation. Nonetheless, in the European theater, it was soon replaced by the, the uh, PIAT, uh, which we mentioned, Projector Infantry Anti-Tank, in 1943, which first saw service during the Allied invasion of Sicily. In other roles, the boys saw some use against uh, bunkers, machine gun nests, and light-skinned vehicles, but uh, was rapidly replaced in the British and Commonwealth services as quantities of the latter weapon became available by the U.S. 50 BMG caliber and M2 Browning machine gun. Now, using armor-piercing uh, and armor-pitioning incendiary 
and armor-piercing incendiary tracers ammunition. The 50 caliber Browning was just as capable in armor penetration and more devastating when igniting thin-skinned vehicles using incendiary rounds than the boys was. So, and it could also serve as an effective anti-aircraft weapon. The heavier Browning, however, was not uh, man-portable at uh, 84 pounds without a, a tripod and uh, 128 with the tripod. Even the British Special Air Service, which made uh, much use of captured or cast-off weapons for their jeeps and reconnaissance vehicles, got uh, quickly got rid of their boys' rifles in favor of the M2 Brownings or the Italian 20mm Breda cannon. Now, the weapon was standard issue to British Commonwealth forces, which attempted to stem the Japanese onslaught through the Pacific Theater. The, the Milne Bay and uh, the weapon proved completely ineffective. It also failed to stop Japanese tanks in, in Malaya, and some accounts claim that a 114th uh, Punjabi reg regiment uh, knocked out two light Japanese tanks at a roadblock. During the Battle of Singapore, the 1st Battalion uh, Cambridgeshire Regiment claims that the boys was very useful in knocking holes through the walls during a street fight. Now, after the war, the, the Pacific, uh, in the Pacific, the gun was used by the Royal Malay Regiment to fight against the Communist insurgents during the Malayan Emergency. U.S. Marine Corps purchased uh, Canadian boys' rifles prior to the attack on Pearl Harbor. They saw limited use in, by the Marine Raiders battalions against the enemy bunkers and aided in the destruction of two seaplanes off the Macon Island. The U.S. Army's 1st Ranger Battalion was uh, also equipped with boys, but uh, they were not used in combat. Other than five Ranger Battalions uh, were authorized uh, boys, but they were not equipped with them. Now, the boys' rifles were also used by the Chinese Nationalist Army during the Second Sino-Japanese War in both China and Burma. The boys' rifle was also equipped and used in the Philippine Army and Philippine Constabulary during the Second World War against the Japanese occupation and to aid the Allied liberation. Following the post-Second uh, post World War era, it was in operation during the uh, Hakkabab uh, Rebellion against the Hakkabab Communists fighters in central Luzon and the Korean Expeditionary Forces to Korea uh, against the North Korean and Chinese Communist forces. So in September 1965, members of the IRA hit the fast British attack patrol boat HMS Brave Borderer with a boy's rifle crippling one of her turbines and while she was paying a visit to Waterford, Republic of Ireland. The contemporary training manuals for the boys directed that it was for protecting the platoon against light-armored fighting vehicles, penetrating their armor up to 500-yard range, and inflict casualties on the crew, although it may not seriously damage the vehicle itself. Now, the man manual of the boys published for the Home Guard in 1944 gave the expected performance against armor ranging from 91 thousandths to that would be 22 milli millimeters at 100 yards square on up to 35 thousandths or 8.8 .8 millimeters at 500 yards hitting at a 40 degree angle 
Now the manual also noted that the maximum penetration against materials was 14 inches of brick wall and 10 inches of sandbags. Now the United States uh, authorized uh, the boys for the U.S. Army Rangers in 1943, but it was not used. During the uh, Korean War, the Marine Corps borrowed some boys' rifles from the Canadian troops, strengthened the action, and mounted them with some scopes, and they were used as long-range sniper rifles on an experimental basis, firing a double-charge 50 BMG ammunition. These rifles uh, had a range of over 2,000 yards. Interesting gun. Never really went anywhere, but uh, it was interesting to see about that. I'd like to do something about that Piat rifle also. Huh. But anyway, uh, that was something to say. But anyway, if you got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to drop us a line at, on our Facebook page. Or that would be Gunsmoke Gunsmoke. Or uh, send us an email to gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M smoke, all lowercase please, at yahoo.com. So until the next time, y'all take care.